Hey everybody, it's Jeff. Before we start today, I wanted to mention a couple things. You've heard me talk before about Row Visual and how they are the LED product that we use at our live events, both on tour and at MXUHQ. Why settle for anything but the best when investing in LED technology for your organization? With their LED products on stages around the globe, RowVisual has quickly become the leader in the live event space. And because many displays are all different, Row products are actually designed with the intention to be able to be used together. This means one less thing to worry about when maximizing the efficiency of your setup. Since Row is a trusted name in the industry, you don't need to worry about them disappearing on you the moment your order is fulfilled. They pride themselves on providing top-notch technical support so you and your team feel confident should a problem ever arise. Learn how you can tap into a more streamlined display experience by contacting Row today at 747-229-9190 or by visiting their website at rowvisual.com. Also, if you experienced the MXU Live Tour this year, whether in person or on the live stream, you know we had an incredible time. Hundreds of people showed up at each location and learned a ton while being together embracing what it looks like to build a worship service from start to finish. On our tour, we had Canon C300 Mark IIs with us for capturing all the broadcast feed, and one of the opportunities we had was to ask volunteers from the crowd to learn how to run them on the spot. The C300s not only made the broadcast feel look incredible, but they were easy to teach volunteers to use without a complicated training session. I'm sure we could all make use of easy-to-use equipment in our services, so definitely check out Canon's lineup of cameras and see what would be a good fit for your environment. Okay, let's get to the episode. You are now entering the MXU podcast. No credentials required. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 131 of the MXU podcast. I'm Jeff Sandstrom, and today I'm hosting by myself. Uh, We're going to get to a really great interview in a few minutes, but I just wanted to fill you in on a few things. You know, the reason I'm by myself today is because Lee has been out on the Chris Tomlin Hillsong United tour, and they just finished last night in Charlotte. So I went up there with my family, and we got to sort of give a big send-off to the guys as they finished the tour. Um, If you didn't have a chance to see it, Lee's mixing for United now, and it's it's just great. I'm telling you, the impact and the just the mix itself is incredible, as you can imagine. But um, just the songs and the crowd, it's just it's so great to have people um, experiencing that kind of worship together. So it was great for me to experience that with my family. Uh, I've seen the show several times, as you know, and it just keeps getting better and better. So Lee has it completely dialed in and. It just sounded awesome. We had some other friends there too. Um, Adam and Drew Bodine from Central were there last night, as well as Zach Kimry and his wife um, and my family. So it was a great time to just sort of hang out and celebrate Lee, celebrate the end of the tour and experience that kind of worship together. It was, it was awesome. I got to tell you a quick story though about something unrelated to the show itself. After the Tomlin set, my wife and daughter wanted to run up to the concourse level to get some food and look at the merch. And so we were walking around and I got interrupted by a man who just wanted to introduce himself. Um, He was with his wife. His name is Serge and his wife, Veronica, and he recognized me from MXU. Now it's very rare that I would get recognized in public. So I was a little taken aback, but he was super kind and 
just was talking about how grateful he was for the podcast and for what MXU is doing. He's uh, Ukrainian. His wife is Russian. They're part of a small Slavic church in the area. And he was just super complimentary and uh, was just grateful uh, to let me know how what we're doing has impacted him. So, um, you know, he's Ukrainian, she's Russian. So maybe the fact that they're married could be a lesson to everybody in Eastern Europe right now. It's like, solve your conflicts by just meeting each other and getting married. Maybe there's a lesson there for a bunch of world leaders. Anyway, um, cheers to you, Serge. Keep doing what you're doing. It was so great to meet you guys. And uh, thanks for just cheering us on. I think that's awesome. Um, as you have heard on previous episodes, we have just finished our first set of MXU workshops. We were at HQ for two audio days, a lighting day, and a video day, where all of our team was thrilled to host a bunch of folks from all over the country. We had um, people from all over the world, really. Uh, two guys came from India, and that was crazy. But it was so gratifying for me to see how MXU HQ is able to uh, host these events and pour into people. And it's funny, you know, Lee and I started all this because we wanted to play tracks for each other and you just ask each other questions and kind of drill each other on our mixing practices. And so Lee was using some of the Hillsong tracks from this tour as his demo material. And I feel like just the stuff that we were able to process out loud, you know, being able to kind of solo things and drill down into the real nuts and bolts of processing and whether it was drums or vocals or building the band mix around the vocal or any of the things that we talked about. I feel like what I heard last night in the show was actually practical application of what we had talked about in the workshops. You know, obviously his mix is just getting better and better as he has more reps, but I could hear some specific things that were happening in the PA based on what we had talked about in our workshops. So just want to let you know, you know, if you were there, thank you so much for investing in that time. I hope that your mixes were actually better that weekend at your church because of what you experienced in person with us at HQ. But if you weren't there, I just want to use this kind of learning for me as an encouragement for you that as we do more of these next year, um, please consider making it a priority to come and invest in yourself and invest in your team because I really believe that that kind of in-depth, focused listening and learning is the best way for us all to continue to get better. So again, thanks to everybody who was there. And for the lighting and video guys, Daniel and Tony were leading the lighting day and then Rusty and Jeremy on the video side. I was there for both of those and learned a lot about just not only the the practical application for workflow and console layout and that kind of stuff and you know switching cameras and kind of the nuts and bolts but also just their heart for helping this community and teaching you guys. So as we continue to release new content on the app just just know that the guys that you're learning from and the voices that you're hearing from really care about helping you and your team be the best that they can be. In fact, we are super excited about what's happening in the product these days. We're in the middle of developing new features all the time. And one of the biggest things that we're so excited about is the fact that custom content is now in 
a beta release. So we have people who are actually uploading their own videos to MXU and are using it as a way to impart to their team stuff that's specific to their workflow in their environment. So for example, if you have a portable campus that's a setup teardown every week and you have a particular way that your racks need to be set up and placed and all that, then you can record a video of your setup. And then when you're onboarding a new volunteer, you send them those videos as an assignment within the app, and they're able to be familiar with your setup of everything and your workflow before they even serve for the first time. So things like that are going to be such a great addition to the over 500 videos that are already in the product. And so to be able to integrate both of those things, the specific things for your team, whether it's a devotional thought or an instructional video or just an encouragement, you know, for you to be able to kind of customize your experience based on your content with our content is something that we've been working on for a long time. And we're so excited about it. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, you've got to go check out the product on getmxu.com. If you're not a subscriber, maybe that's a reason to consider partnering with us on that because of what it can mean for the development of your team. You know, we're really trying to move beyond Netflix for production. I don't want you to think of our product in terms of just videos that you can go and watch at your leisure. Now, we want to be strategic about how we encourage people to develop their team from the first time they say, hey, I'd like to find out more about volunteering all the way through becoming a seasoned veteran and a team leader themselves. So uh, we, we couldn't be more excited about what's coming on MXU. So please go check it out. All right. So Lee and I sat down a couple of weeks ago with our friend Caleb Lepke from Amplio Systems. I can't wait for you to hear Caleb's story and his encouragement to you as a person who has led production teams at churches for years. You know, I just think his experience and his expertise is is really inspirational. So well, let's just get right to it. Here's our interview with Caleb. Well, we're excited to be joined today by Caleb Lepke from Amplio Systems. Formerly tech director of the Chicagoland. The whole Chicagoland? All of it, every church. Wow, that's a bold statement and a big job. Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Okay, so seriously, what church were you formerly a part of? And tell us a little bit about that ministry and how you got to Amplio from there. So, uh, and this in, is where we met originally, the first yep, church. Yep, yep. So, I'll I'll go back just a little. Okay. So, my wife and I got married, and I knew that I wanted to do church, and felt like uh, people somehow are making money as a TD in a church, and I didn't realize that was possible, and so as I was like looking for churches, found this like website that had a list of mega churches. Was it church staffing doc, whatever? It was not, it was not church staffing. It was some random, and I bet you could find it today. Some website of every mega church in the U S listen in alphabetical order, basically churches over a thousand. And I got to the M's before somebody called me back after clicking the links. No way. Yep. All over the so country. You, you look all over the country, all through the list. Yep. Got all the way to the M's. Dude, if, the if you did that today, you wouldn't get to AA Correct. before they called you back. <laughs> correct. But you might need to go to AA after you were done. <laughs> <laughs> also correct. So that's how I landed my first gig. In Chicago. That was in St. Louis. Oh. So so I do this for a couple of years, but like the funny story of that and like what makes me, I think, who I am today 
is because of that like weird stinking website that I found that had all these names of these weird churches and I'd click the links and I would go, are they hiring? And then if they did, I would apply. And wow. not, the, not the case anymore for any of the listeners that listen to this and they can go, any of you guys can get a job tomorrow. And so um, my wife and I were on staff at that church for a couple of years. And when we got pregnant with our first, we're like, let's move to Chicago where my family's from. And so, okay. Um, so the move back to Chicago is really family oriented. Totally. Be close to families to start a family. Yep. And then you yeah. found. And what church was that? <clears throat> that was at the chapel. That's, so that's Northwest. That's when we met. Yep. Northwest Chicagoland. And. Ton of campuses. Billions of campuses. And still is. When you more. started, was it one campus? It was eight. When you started. When I started, it was eight. Today it's 11. Okay. Um, so when you started, were you the global tech director for the church? Uh, nope. So what's funny is I came on as this lonely TD. Uh, it was a it was a dual broadcast like campus. So every other week they'd, they'd change campuses. So we had a TD at both campuses and a couple other staff people. So when I, when I joined the staff, like uh, I came on doing that and six months in, Everybody. Like, they were already on their way out, but I didn't know it when I came on. Got it. One of those. They're like, hey, man, come on. It's a great church. And then we're going to quit as soon as you come on staff. Hey, hurry up and join the staff so that we can leave guilt-free. Exactly. We got Caleb. He'll be fine. So um, that's where I met you. That's where um, I think I met you too, Jeff, um, when I was there and through... Philo, because Todd had just left Willow Creek and was yep. helping out some, with some churches in town. And so it was like, hey, I get to be a part of all of these awesome like technical people that know way more than me. And then everybody quit. So like, all right, man, you're the guy. So how, how do you want to do this? I'm like, no, you had the whole thing. Then I had the whole thing. And you did that for a while. Yeah. Uh, it was about six, six and a half years, something like that. Yeah. So in church world that's like dog years and, and like six years is like yeah. an astronomical amount of time. Well, like, the, I think the average used to be around three and a half years. It seemed like. Yeah. So for a church that size, that big of an operation, you do see it go longer, I think, cause time goes by so fast, mm-hmm. you know? And, but then we've talked about this a bunch. It's, you know, that position at most churches, <clears throat> unfortunately, historically, has not been a career position. Correct. And when your kids start getting older yep. and it's like, well, I need to raise a family. So I have to start you mm-hmm. know, doing things a little differently. But um, you left that church and went to another church in Chicago that we are familiar with. I've been mm-hmm. there Yep. in St. Charles. Yep. Yep. So November of 2020, I transitioned and felt like in the middle of COVID middle of COVID. And so, uh, the amount of people that we've talked to, that it was a similar boat. And um, there was good and bad things about all of those um, and that transition. And it's exactly where God was putting us at the time, but it was it was hard. Like I had never left and been at a place for that long where like my community and what I look back now at my like ministry career as the most like fruitful ministry yeah. time of my career, not only in like what we did, but like the relationships that we built with friends and like, yeah. we still have all of our friends there. So it's, it's hard yeah. to, you know, what people ask us a lot or often, maybe not a lot, but who are the church tech leaders out there that people 
have maybe not heard of because they're not at mm-hmm. Elevation or mm-hmm. Central. And I would say your name a lot because even your church was not a famous church. Oh, yeah. Pastor was not on TV or wrote books or anything. But to have 11 campuses in one of the global major cities of the world is a big deal. You've got to yeah. be doing something right. Right. Yeah. So you guys, I would often tell other churches about the church and you. That's so funny. And yeah, so it's like one of those like under the radar in every in every way. Yeah, totally. And yeah. there's so many more like that. Right. And I run into guys all the time that I'm like, who are you? I know. And you're doing what? I know. Yeah, I and, feel like my church in Greenville is like that. Yeah. Like we've got, essentially, if you include the Espanol services, we've got 10 campuses. No way. And nobody would really know because... None of our senior pastors have Instagram, and we're not on TV, and it's not about anything sort of outward it, other than how can we serve the community. Yeah. So if you're not in like the upstate of South Carolina, you've probably not heard much about Grace Church, but they're doing incredible things. And I, you know, in Atlanta, I was only a couple hours away, and I'd never heard of it, right? Except as the church where my brother-in-law and his family attended. Yeah. But the ministry impact that those kind of places can have on a community is so huge. Right. And there's no fame attached to it at all, which no. is kind of the point. It is the point. And I think we get hung up sometimes thinking like, well, I'm, I can only be at this church because Hillsong's not going to hire me. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just immediately think, well, there's only a few other places that do it big, but there's not. This is like, yeah, there's two here. You know, ten campuses in Greenville, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Right. That's av- that is average city America. Yeah, I mean, it's a very average city. Yeah, Greenville County is half a million people for the whole county. Yeah. Right. That's insane. There's that many people on one and a half city blocks in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We see we see so much of that, and like. Uh, I think like production people and myself included, like if it wasn't for people like you guys or other people that are in this world that like poured into like me or called me higher into other things or introduced me to other people, I go, would I be where I'm at today? And I go, no, totally not. You know? And I like, we talk to churches and I talk to people about that all the time. I'm like, somebody took a chance on me. Like I was a kid that did, that knew nothing. And they said, Hey man, like, I think you could do that. Okay. And so, uh, well, I also think there's a lesson here in like, don't be ashamed or think that you're not doing it right because you're digging in and, you know, blooming where you're planted is a big deal. Right. To, to get roots and to establish and to dig into a local community of believers and, serve your church well and you know become a great TD it's like that can come without a platform and be really effective so don't get caught up in well I don't have x number of Instagram followers or whatever I'm right. I'm so over that mentality it's right. like let's just let's just do what God has told us to do where he's put us and this principle of sowing and reaping is all over the Bible. Mm-hmm. And people forget sometimes that, you know, there will be fruit from that kind of attitude and that kind of posture and that heart. It's like, man, don't get caught up in, you know, FOMO and keeping up with whoever else. It's like, 
Yeah. It's not about that. Right. Especially for a young person, I think it's hard to not want that or to crave that a little bit. Sure. But to go, you know what? I'm going to serve this community the best that I can because somebody did take a chance on me, mm-hmm. because somebody did believe in me. So I'm going to learn all I can from my senior leadership and find a mentor and all that stuff. And it doesn't matter if I'm at a church with a famous name or not. I'm going to be right here doing what God has called me to do to the best of my ability. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And uh, not getting attached to... That's why like social media is so hard because you can watch all of these people and want to say, I want to be the next Kim Kardashian of the church production world. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that quote there, Toby Walters. Um, I was about to say something and now I just lost that train of thought. Uh, I... What was I about to say? Mm, oh, before you went to Kim Kardashian, the Instagram thing, it's... So the church you were at, 11 campuses, it wasn't like Digico ST7s everywhere in line arrays. No. Right? It w- It's kind of the opposite? In every way. Like our motto on our team was, you make a hood, we make it good. And... Uh, <laughs> That was that's what we did. It was like, what can we do with this pencil and a paper clip, yeah, and an XLR cable and a fifty eight, and right. what can we make out of it? And so, how hard? I'm gonna ask you to be vulnerable. Maybe, maybe this was easy. Mm-hmm. How hard was it leading a team at eleven campuses with that type of mentality from the vision of the church when you open Instagram and see elevation? with their crazy video system and central mm-hmm. pyro and us with big con, you know? Yeah. It, um, so twofold that will, that will go into my transition at a okay. church that was the opposite of that. Okay. And so I want to be cautious to not talk bad about any church sure. that I've been, a, that I've been a part of, but at the same time, um, it's like this hustle mentality that we had at the chapel with these group of guys that were on my team and we just had to make it work with barely any budget of, of, you know, people would, I'd ask people like what their budgets are and I'd be like, that's like four times like what we have for all of our campuses that you're saying you have for one broadcast campus. It's crazy. Right. right. Um, Which is normal again. It's very normal. It's so average. Yes. And so the, trying to do things um, would result in me or my team being frustrated because we would put these expectations on ourselves to create this amazing thing that would crush it that I could post on Instagram on Christmas and I'd go, check it out, everybody. I hope MXU or Philo reposts me or somebody and somebody gets a look at some cool set design that we did that we kicked our butts for that I missed out on my kids awesome Christmas things or hanging out or whatever that was during the best season that I hated Christmas. And I get to January 2nd and come back to work and go, I don't want to do this anymore. And I go, why, why, why are you so upset? Well, cause you guys made us do all this stuff and they go, we didn't make you do that. Like we, we let you guys do that because we thought that's what you wanted. Oh my God. And I literally was like, (laughs) Oh crap. Like that was on me. And I remember this, like come to Jesus moment in my own head of going like, I did that and I did that to my team to, to push us because I was watching these guys of people that I looked up to going, I want to prove that my church is as good as yours. Wow. And I was like, well, that's on me. 
And so I wrestled with that. And I told the story to Dave Roger a couple weeks ago to from Church Gear, where we were talking about like me pushing my seven-month-old girl around at a rehearsal at 9.30 p.m. programming lights because I was like pushing our LD to like change some stuff. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm looking at my daughter going, I need to be home with her, like getting her in bed. And I'm pushing her around because my wife was working at the time. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? But it wasn't on the church. It was on me. And so fast forward, I transitioned to another church that has tremendous amount of resources. Tremendous. Yeah. Um, you get whatever you wanted. Whatever I wanted. Any piece of gear. Like it didn't, it didn't matter. So I got there and I have big old L Acoustics PA and SSL consoles. Now Digico anything we wanted. And I was like, this is not, this is not better at all. No. And I'd rather have a D live than a three, three, eight with my staff that gets paid more or I hire another staff member than have all this crap. I said, I don't care. I just, I just don't care. And it was a different mentality of like what the culture that I brought to the team versus what I think they needed. Um, but I wrestled with that heart because it was all the things that I thought that I wanted on paper. And I go, grass isn't greener, man. Like, no. And I envied what I, I still think back to that fruitful ministry time we all have in our lives of you guys, of anybody listening. And I go, I miss that campus pastor and the worship pastor that I used to work so closely with and just like make it work. So some meeting go, what can we do? We have no money. You know, I miss that in ministry sometimes. So we could just stop right now and let everybody just kind of process for the next 15 minutes on their own to go, okay, let's check our own hearts and figure out how we fit in this equation. That is so insightful. Yeah, man. And not what I expected as we started this interview. No. That's so good. Man, yeah. Caleb, thank you for that. Gosh. Yeah. Um, so. I feel like we're going into Christmas mm -hmm. right now. You yeah. know, it's this is November, and people that are listening to this, I hope they heard what you just said and went, I'm going to be faced with that decision over mm -hmm. the next eight weeks. So less than that, six weeks. And to genuinely ask themselves, am I asking for me to work? Mm -hmm. Just for me? Just for my Instagram? Just so the MXU repost me? Just so I make the Digico page? Mm -hmm. All that. And then like, man, dude, that's heavy, dude. Like, You're having your daughter there at nine o'clock at night. And just going, what am I doing to her? Yep. What so, if we challenge everybody? What if the only thing that you post around the holidays and tag at MXU Rocks is family? Is your is family? family. Or, Dude. or, or Christmas you shopping, or a visit with Santa, or going to decorate a tree, or the stuff that is meaningful. Wow. Yes, not, not, that, not that Christmas at church is not meaningful, but... No, but if you want to post pictures from church, have it with team members. Yes. Not with your SD7 in the background or not with your this new microphone or check out this gag we're doing with the curtain mm -hmm. and some snow. Like mm -hmm. people. Yeah. That should I be a thing. That. So let's let's do that. That's your challenge from now until Christmas. Don't post your cool opener. Don't post, you know, ice skating outside and how many gallons of water we've you know <laughs> yeah carried in by hand in five gallon buckets from the faucet outside so yeah. we could have a skating rink focus on family and yeah. team and let's see what happens i used to 
answer the phone during Christmas. You know, the point where you're like, we're now in Christmas mode, mm-hmm. and I'd answer the phone from my wife at three thirty, four o'clock, and she would ask, what time are you going to be home today? Mm-hmm. And you don't get those calls in May. Right. You get them in November and December. Yep. And how many times did I say it's going to be late when it didn't need to be? Didn't yep. need to be, yeah. If I just asked myself, do I really need to work long mm-hmm. today? Really? I yep. remember my wife would call and say, okay, how long is tonight's rehearsal? And I would say, well, we've got we've got about an hour left. And she goes, is that my hour or like conference hours? Right. Because an hour in production world is it's three. like three or four hours. Right. Yep. And it's so convicting because she's like, she's thinking an hour on the clock because in her world, an hour is 60 minutes. In my world, you say an hour and you get distracted or things go sideways. Yeah. It's like, it's way more than an hour. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, I remember that feeling of my wife asking me the same and, or I would say the opposite and I would say, I'll be home in an hour and it's four o'clock. And then all of a sudden it's six o'clock and now it's seven o'clock and she's going, Hey, like I held dinner as long as I could for the kids and I can't, I can't. I have to feed them and like, we're going to eat and then I'm going to put them to bed because they're going to go crazy. Like if we don't, and I'm like, what am I doing? And I'm just like tinkering. I'm doing something that's just stupid. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? And just, and you somehow ran to Chipotle with a few guys that were going to go in the middle Mm -hmm. and wasted time Yep. or ran to a coffee shop. Yep. It's a gosh, man, man. Christmas is, I did that crap. That's so convicting. Christmas is the thing that I hated the most out of, being in church, and I hate saying that, but I would literally be like, I hate Christmas. I just hate it. I hate what it does for my family. And we have this tradition now that we started maybe five or six years ago of like setting up our tree way early. Like we would set it up pre like a week or two before Thanksgiving because we dad's not home. So yeah. let's do some special stuff before the day, the Monday after Thanksgiving is when everything starts for us mm-hmm. or the craziness starts. And so and I hated that. I hated that for like my family and and doing that and uh, this missing out mentality of like being with my kids because they want dad around and yeah. uh, for a fun special moment in their life and all this stuff and uh, yeah, it's yeah, I can okay, get so I can get quick plug for those of you who find yourself struggling with this. Our good friend Todd Elliott from Philo wrote a great book. It's called I Love Jesus, But I Hate Christmas Mm -hmm. that deals a lot with this and how to manage some of this tension. So it's a super helpful book. If you haven't read it, I would say buy copies for you and your whole team. Go through it as a team and figure out where are those tension points for you because this issue is such a massive deal for people who need to serve for a long time in churches, who don't need to get burnout, who need to find margin, who need to have better time with home and family. It's like, it's a great resource. Yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah. So how did we get from all that to Amplio? That is, uh, that's a, that's quite the, quite the story as well. I mean, I think like for me, I knew, uh, and we were talking this talking about this before we start recording like there comes a time in everybody's life that they realize hey where's my ceiling like at the church at in my ministry in my organization that um like moving up for whatever reason and, and my needs change whether it's 
financial or around your family or bringing more joy in what you do or you have more capacity that you want to do that you can't do. Uh, for some guys that's moving into like an XP role, it doesn't always happen, but like we've seen it. Um, yeah. Uh, creative pastor roles, like whatever that is. Um, and for me, we've been wrestling with that of like, what's the next thing? I had lots of conversations with you about it and yeah. just going, what is next? And like, what can I do that I actually find joy in? Well, I also felt like for you, I wasn't like trying to prophesy over you or put this on you, but I just felt like, He's a great resource for not just one church, but for a lot of churches. Yes. Yeah. And you also have some unique needs around your family and the city mm-hmm. of Chicago. Yep. You know, things like that. So it's like, man, there probably is something else for you, not just at another church or the one you're at. Yep. It just felt like just as a friend, knowing things about you, going like, okay, like this is one of those cases where it does make sense and you had a great company in your backyard correct looking for someone with your skill set mm-hmm. it was kind of a no-brainer yep and so as i like was getting ready to jump in our owner jeff was like you know we they had been pinging me for years about coming on the team and nothing right. felt right like i had this serious guilt in my life about talking about it at philo and podcasts and all these things about like staying in the church and like going through yep. these hard things yeah so I like seriously guilty, like literally July 31st, my last day at Christ Community, it was gut-wrenching guilt of, am I doing the right thing for the local church to leave a ministry to go to something else? And I really felt like God was saying like, just because you're not w 2 doesn't, for this local church, doesn't necessarily mean that you can't impact the greater kingdom, even greater right. than what you're doing. And I go, okay, I think I, I think I can wrap my head around that. Um and looking for their next thing, like my two factors were freedom and flexibility for my family, because that's what I need in the season of a seven-year-old girl, a five-year-old boy, and a three-year-old boy, and a wife who we've been married for 10 years, and I'd like to be married for another 10 years, um, going, I need freedom and flexibility for what I do and and how I can interact and love on them, um, and I need to find joy in what I do. And where are the things that I find joy? And let me just run towards those things, like... Bob Goff was an enormous influence in my life and his books. A couple of months ago, I ran into him the same week you and I talked mm. actually about Amplio in May in the airport in San Diego at six in the morning. And he's sitting right in front of me at TSA pre-check. And I'm like, can I talk to you for a couple of minutes? Oh my gosh. And I'm not a fanboy, but I was a fanboy. And I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to have 10 more minutes. Can we like walk? And so we talk and I'm just sharing all these things of like what's going on in my life and what I'm trying to figure out what to do. And he's just like, just run towards the things that like bring you joy. And everything else will be fine. I'm like, okay, I think I can do that. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. So simple and profound. Literally. Like you're saying that to me and I'm like, I know what I want to do with my life right now. <laughs> yes. And so I'm just like, let me run to that. And so when Jeff approached me about a role that allows me to bring a lot of joy to myself and to other people in a way that like, um, I'm not a gearhead. I'm not like, you can start naming model numbers of things. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, it's not me, uh, but I really like people and I like loving on these guys and girls that are in the local trenches of ministry, like doing the work that yeah. we do. So how can we love on them? And uh, whether that's through events or conferences or church relationships that we're just building, like, let me just do more of that. And so Jeff goes, well, I think that's what we could have you do here. And I go, I, I think that sounds pretty great. Um, so now that people know what you do there, cause that's it, how, if somebody's listening to this and they're like thinking about Christmas or want to 
reach out to you and talk about it? I'm putting you on the spot, but how That's can they, great. how can they reach you? Um, uh, you could do it through AmplioSystems.com, yeah. and like that's like a very generic form uh, that you could that you could hit us up on uh, our Instagram uh, Amplio Systems. Like if you DM us, like yeah. I'm the guy that's that's going to look at that. You're behind yep, the I'm there. Um, and if you just want to call and vent about something that's going on, I would love to just like be like, hey man, let me send you Starbucks or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, and um, just because it's it's really hard. Like I, my hardest parts of ministry were in this season. And for me, it was the September 1st into the quote unquote ministry year. Here we go, everybody. Everybody right. get excited. Fall kickoff into Christmas. <laughs> it is just exhausting and I didn't like it. And sitting around the dinner table with my family and we're praying for dinner and my kid goes, I want to pray for daddy's meeting. I'm like a three-year-old kid, like wrecked me because I'm like, I don't want my kid to be praying for the hard conversations that I'm having at my work or church or whatever. And so like, <laughs> it's hard. So I get it. And like, I know that there's people listening that are going, that's, that's me, me right now. Oh, I know. I don't know when this comes out, but I go, that's me right now. Yeah. I go, just somebody like, just call or whatever that look, whatever that looks like. Cause I'd like love to talk with you about that because we as a company do great work, just like a lot of other partners that MXU is, is partnered with. Um, but we care a lot about the people that we serve more than a cool rig that we put in or screen and console or whatever that, whatever that looks like for you. And yeah. so like, well, and getting- I would say that about all of our integrator partners, the reason that we have the guys that we do, yeah. Amplio Skylark Summit is because IPS. of, I, the reason that we have the partners that we do, Amplio Skylark Summit, IPS, the reason that we're attached is because of what you're saying it's their care for people it's their heart behind what we're doing it's not just about doing good work with gear which they all do but it's it's the soft skills it's the intangibles it's the hey you know what bro i think we just need to go to coffee today and Mm -hmm. let you talk yeah and how do we make you a better leader as as much as we're talking about you being a better tech director right yeah and i think that's what all of our partners and what we as MXU, care about more than anything. We love talking about gear. We love talking about helping people get better and more proficient technically. But man, if you're not getting better as a as a dad, as a friend, yep. as a husband, as a leader, then the gear does not matter. No, it doesn't. And uh, if I ever write a book, it'll be called People Over Gear. And just like, how do we do this better? And how do we get... Uh, an opportunity to love on these people who don't have the expense accounts to fly and visit, go to refuge, go do whatever those things are uh, Yeah, that your pastors and executive pastors get to do whenever. And I don't say that in a bad way. I just go like, how can we bring some of that to you? Whether it's our team uh, bringing you coffee or taking you out for dinner or whatever that is, or just showing up at an MXU and be like, how are you doing? Yeah. It's November. How's how's your day going? I did that last night at, at the um, at the dinner with a guy. I'm just like I know what's going on in his church. I'm going. Are you okay? Yeah. You, you sure you're doing okay? Because yeah. it doesn't seem like you're doing okay. Right. I know. That's, <laughs> that's um, most. And so that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I just got the cue from Spencer through the door here that we're about to start the workshop back up. Great. So we're gonna wrap this. Caleb, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Caleb. That was it's, wonderful. It. Great talking with you. And you know, good luck with the new role. Obviously. We know you're going to crush it 
and thanks for being a part of what we're doing. We're really grateful for your partnership as Amplio, but also for your friendship as Caleb. So it's two things in one. That's true. Love it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Well, that was great. I hope you gleaned as much from that as I did when we were talking. I just think, you know, there's a lot that we can learn from Caleb's experience and um, just the idea that, you know, blooming where you're planted and watering the ground that you're standing on is the best way, you know, to make the grass just as green on your side of the fence as it is on someone else's. So um, I hope that's encouraging to you. Man, I hope you guys have an incredible Thanksgiving. And as we come into the holiday season, I just want to encourage you. I hope that MXU and some of the resources that we're able to bring to you and your team can put some wind in your sails and give you energy and encouragement through the holiday season because I know we're about to get really busy. So in light of all that, I just I want you to focus on not only caring for your team, but caring for yourself. You know, what are some ways that you can just take a breath and enjoy a moment with your family in the holiday season that isn't wrapped around, you know, what hazer are we going to use and what gear do we need to rent and what, you know, lights do we need to add to our setup to make it just as flashy as it can be. Man, I think, you know, like we said in the interview, send us a post of how you're focusing on family for this Christmas season. Um, as great as the church stuff is and as cool as the productions can be, you know, let's focus on where God really needs us to be as leaders of our family, leaders of our homes. And I know that that's going to make what we do at church better. So let us know how you're doing with that. We can't wait to hear your stories and we'll see you soon.